0: Welcome to the Arone Sports Podcast. Listen in as professional handicappers Frank and Rob break down this week's wagers on a game-by-game basis. It's a moral to let a sucker keep his
1: money.
0: Is there a lot of money to be made in that like, no business?
1: Nothing is impossible. You can shear a sheep many times. But skin him only once. Obsession. He's a young man's nice game. This is exactly my point. Take it easy, take it easy. Simple my but not
0: easy. What's all that about? You're my older brother and i love you but don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again
1: what i think i meant to say was just when i thought i was out they pull
0: me back in i'm here to give your show what it's missing you guys are crazy
1: you ready ready, ready? set set one two three go and welcome back to the your own sports podcast the first edition of the year, and what feels like it's been a uh, insanely long off season here with the whole, you know, isolation and everything. Um, but it's good to be back. It's uh, we didn't do week one like we generally don't do, just because you yeah, have the numbers up all all summer and everything, and it's just kind of kind of funky. So we like to take the the first week off the pod, watch the games, come with some takes here starting week two, and then uh, go the rest of the season. So. Before we go any further in, let's uh, bring on the other member of the podcast, bring in Rob. How you doing there,
0: Crabber? Yeah, not doing too bad. Uh, yeah, pretty excited here for football, that's for sure. Uh, how, how you doing? Pretty good. Like I was saying, it's just amazing how
1: like, it didn't even really feel like football season was starting the way this year fell with everything and just the lack of sports for most of the summer. And uh, it felt like a long time, but at the same time, it seemed like football season kind of snuck up on you. So it was it's uh, nice to be back, though. It's fun. Had a full slate, obviously, last week, and uh, we got a Thursday night game here tonight, and then uh, another full slate on Sunday, so it'll be nice.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's kind of funny. I definitely feel pretty unprepared going into this season. I know almost always I'd ever bet the first week, at least if I do not very heavily from my personal perspective. I do still like quite a few bets on the game from uh, external sources, but... It's, uh, you know, I'm just obviously not the type of person where if you have the number sitting around all summer, it gets pretty stale and you're not really going to get a whole lot of value betting it the day before kickoff when it's been, you know, up for months, uh, and bettable across the world for months. I mean, so it's just hard and, uh, unless you kind of take, uh, take away the number and bet against the, where the money's coming in. But yeah, so like you said, nice to jump into it here. Only having, uh, you know, a couple days here of the lines being up, getting some, some fresh opinions and, uh, starting to go in on some of these games yeah exactly it just seems kind of
1: disingenuous to do a, a pod breaking down the lines that have been sitting all summer and all the good numbers are gone and the hammers numbers have pretty much been hammered out it just kind of seems like a, a fool's errand to do that so let's uh start it off like we uh, normally do and uh do a little getting the best of the numbers segment
0: getting the best of the number
1: Alright, so it looks like we had a couple qualifiers for getting the best of the number. You want to go ahead and go through those?
0: Yeah, we're going to skip the weekend recap, obviously, and then we're going to hop right into this segment. Uh, like you said, so yeah, first one, uh, first game out of the, first game right out of the gate was that Houston Kansas City game. The total came right into play. I actually surprisingly had a bet on this game, but it opened, uh, I don't, like I said, I don't know exactly when it opened because I didn't have, of course, into the podcast, but I think it was somewhere in the round 55-ish or something. Uh, but yeah, I closed uh, 53, 53 and a half, and that game landed 34 to 20 right on 54. So, pretty good example. Bet it earlier there in the summer. uh bet it under. Uh, you would, or even that week. I think. I think I bet it that week uh, earlier in the week. Uh, that kind of got seemed a little bit downwards towards kickoff. And uh, I think me myself, I think I had a 54 and a half in my pocket. And like I said, pretty fortunate there they didn't go in and score. But thought for sure after uh, the start of the season it was going to end that way for me. Uh, with a little, uh, you know, dirty, uh, push over that total, just a meaningless garbage time. But, uh, fortunately, they held there at the end. And, uh, I won, got, got, a, got it, home. But, yeah, like I said, pretty good example there for that total. And then, uh, from a side perspective, we have another one with, the uh, Cincinnati game, uh, two and a half. It looks like, uh, against the Chargers and, it, yeah, two and a half is what, uh, it, it like I said, it pretty much closed right between two and a half and three. So it was kind of, you could pay some extra juice for three, or you could pay some, uh, if you, if you took the points, or you could pay a little bit, uh, extra juice if you laid two and a half and, uh, landed 16 to 13 right on three. So pretty good example there as well. It's, uh, not really as much where you have to beat the number or beat the steam. It's like I said, you could have bet it. Just, I think that more comes into play of, you know, making sure you have a lot of outs. so You can make sure you get the bets at the numbers. Uh, and obviously it pays off right there. You either get a push or a win depending on, uh, what side you're
1: on? All right, good, yeah, absolutely. Don't uh, don't have much to add there. I think you covered the basis, so might as well jump right in and uh, look at the first game here for week two. Let's do it. All right, uh, I got the Thursday nighter. Pretty exciting game to kick it off. The AFC North battle. Cincinnati heading to Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland six point home favorite here. The total of forty four and a half.
0: Yeah, and, uh, like I'll do, uh, every week I've done in the past seasons, I'll get my power rating number, just strict, uh, what the numbers come out to with my two, two ratings of the two teams, and then home field advantage, which we'll talk about here in a second, and then, um, usually did the look headline from the Westgate, that's just what, uh, I've been doing for a while, and people we listen to use that as well, so it's kind of just, uh, used unanimously, but, I'll use that look line not this week, because we don't have uh, much to go off of, but uh, moving forward, we should have that. And then the the opener that the Westgate uses, as well as what the total, uh, total score opened at. Um, so, a yeah, touch on home field real quick. I don't know, before we jump into it, I know I've heard different people's opinions, but um, I think me personally and my, my ratings and power ratings, I'm just using just a strict one point. just, uh, I feel like it's not going to be much of an advantage between the different stadiums and everything. Obviously like a Seattle or Minnesota with the crowd noise compared to a, a weak home field like, uh, some of those Florida teams. But I don't know. Do you have any opinions on that real quick before we jump in? Just, uh, the home field advantage?
1: Nah, just, I don't feel strongly about it, but I, I think, I think home field advantage in a lot of ways across sports is becoming smaller and smaller and is kind of overvalued in general, and I think this year even more so with the, the lack of fans. So I don't really factor in home field much at all, uh personally. I, I think one interesting thing to do is kind of go against teams that have had a big home field advantage over the last decade or so, and then uh go for teams that have had, like, no home field advantage because just I think people's perceptions might be over- or undervalued for for those with uh, the lack of fans, so I don't feel strongly about it, but that's kind of my thoughts on it.
0: Yeah, it definitely makes sense. So, um, I, I definitely agree with that. Definitely kind of a you know, again, kind of see where the market's overvaluing or undervaluing and uh try to take advantage of that. So, yeah, let's jump into this game here. Uh, a little aside. So, yeah, since he at Cleveland here Thursday night. You know, hopefully, you might not be able to get this game, so we don't want to talk about it a whole lot when it's already been going uh by the time you might have heard this so uh yeah real quick my power rating cleveland six and a half westgate open cleveland six and a half the total here opened 46 uh before the kickoff of the games uh last sunday and then it it readjusted and reopened at 45 so a little point uh adjustment from just a few hours from when the games were being played so that tells you a little bit i'm going to do that here a little bit more this week um just so you can see the adjustment that they've made um yeah for me opinion wise i I don't have much in this game, so I don't know if i throw it over to you, but uh, we're not seeing a whole lot of movement. Just sitting at six here. Not much movement. I mean, it's just, for me, it's just really hard to get to Cleveland here. I mean, I'm not going to be laying, laying many points with favorites. I don't usually uh, typically do that, but it's just Cleveland laying this many points, especially on a short week. Um, but then again, you're going against Cincinnati, who you think they're going to be about the, the least repair with the rookie quarterback and throwing them right into a, a short week with. Uh, you know, with not much experience there on the field. So, I, I don't know. I, it, to me, this is a pretty easy pass uh, for, for a Thursday night game.
1: Yeah, I think Cleveland's going to have a pretty good bounce back effort because they looked so horrible against Baltimore last week. So, I expect them to play well. And uh, since he should have beat the Chargers by all accounts with a BS pass interference call and ended up coming up short. So, um, I think that's kind of not I don't know if it's a letdown because it's obviously a division game, it's week two. But I think since he kind of looked better than they were against a bad Chargers team last week, and the Browns probably look worse than they were against a really good Ravens team. So I think it's a good spot for Cleveland, but I also don't trust them enough to lay six. So include the Thursday night factor, and it's a pretty easy pass for me. No no strong opinion on this game. All right, on to the Sunday games. Looks like we got, what, nine early again? Or no, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, six. Yeah, I think it's like
0: ten. Ten, yeah, it's ten. Ten early <laughs> games. Jeez. That's what I heard. I heard that, yeah, it's just. Yeah, give, give us some of those late games please.
1: Yeah, I mean between that and the US Open with multiple screens going on that we're gonna we're just gonna be a tough, tough on Sunday to get everything on, but Might have to pile a couple what? of reinforcement screens over there and do some <laughs> live streaming. Yeah, we might have to. Um, all right, first game of the early slate is kind of an interesting one. We got the Rams of LA heading to Philadelphia and it uh, looks like it's around a pick in total of forty five and a half.
0: Oh uh, yeah, my power rating here is a pick 'em. Uh, Westgate opened Philadelphia at two and a half actually. The total here opened 48 before game time, 47 um, after. It's what they reopened it at. So uh, this one for me, I mean, it, it just seems like if you're if you're looking at a little bit of value, I mean, you're already t- you already know, like I said, they opened pretty high there on Philly, and then they, a lot of money almost immediately came to the Rams, and uh, that's getting bought back towards pick them even you see some uh some some sharper shots even going to to the rams here as a short favorite again it's uh we've talked about in the past if you've listened in past years about how not very important around the around a pick number when it's you know there's no point spread it's you know give or take a point here that's pretty you know fairly meaningless but at the same time i think this kind of shows you where people are thinking and i haven't mentioned it yet here on the pod but i i think week two there's a lot of uh Advantageous bets he can make just for the fact that people overreacting. I mean, we, we call it overreaction week and just one, we, how many times we talk about that after one, one team's performance in week one and how different that the rest of the season is. So, I mean, for me here, it's, it's, it's pretty easy. It's, it's going to be Philadelphia or pass. I mean, the Rams after winning, um, and coming in. So, I mean, looking pretty good, especially in prime time like that uh, against a highly touted Cowboys team. I mean, this just looks like a, a perfect public team here for the Rams and kind of give up support for Philly. They do have a lot of cluster injuries and that offensive line's banged up and. And everything. But I feel like this is going to be more of a, I think a lower scoring game, and, and I look at Philly here. Um, not, not a super strong play, and I think especially right now, it doesn't really make sense for me to. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of Philly money coming back, maybe until kickoff. So, you know, kind of wait and see. Maybe you can get a, a two, two and a half, and uh, maybe a little bit higher. Would be nice uh, before kickoff. Because, like I said, I don't see a whole lot of Philly money coming in here.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't have a whole, whole lot of uh, opinion on this one. I think the Rams are the better team, and I. Want to bet on them, but like you said, I think it's a really good spot for Philly with the 0-1 off the kind of collapse in the second half there last week. Uh, it's just, they have so many injuries piled up, it's just kind of hard to tell how good they actually are. And, uh, you know, the Rams after beating the mainstream Cowboys on Sunday night in primetime and now traveling across the country seems like a pretty poor spot for them. So a deal where you got one good, think what I think is a better team versus, you know, a way better spot. It's, uh, Got kind of a fairly easy pass from me, so not much to say on that one. Next game, NFC South Showdown. We got the Panthers of Carolina heading to Tampa Bay. And it looks like Tampa's an eight and a half, nine 9-point home favorite here with a total of
0: 47.5. Yeah, my power right here, Tampa, minus 7.5. Westgate open, Tampa, minus 8. And the total here, open 49. Um, yeah, this one, it's it's kind of even my numbers. It's just kind of surprising where this one's a little bit higher. I mean,. I just, uh, I know Carolina's, it's a, a team where there's kind of a lot of question marks and, and definitely not going to be too, you know, highly rated on many people's power ratings. But I don't, I don't know. I just don't really buy into this Tampa team. I, I didn't, I didn't think that going into the season. And I just, I think a lot of it has to do with, I just don't have a whole lot of faith in Brady. So, I mean, to go along with that, I, I, I mean, like I said, it's a lot of points and, and I get it that, uh, this could be a spot here where Tampa comes up with their, um, you know, the hair on fire and they look pretty good here, uh, against a, a, could be a pretty horrible Carolina team. But at the same time, I just gonna, I think I kind of fade that trend here and, and the bounce back with Tampa after that big loss that they had against the Saints. Um, you know, Carolina had an equally, uh, you know, kind of devastating loss as well. But, um, I, I don't know. Like I said, it, I, I, I'm not super overly confident here, but I feel like, I, I feel like, uh, I guess the, the long term would be that I don't think Tampa's gonna be as good as everyone thinks they are. And I think Brady's gonna have a little bit of a down year um I don't think he's I think he might be kind of you know maybe the last year and this whole thing's supposed to be every all these pieces and everything and I just don't feel like Brady's been that good um uh, so we'll get to New England here in a little bit and we'll talk about that but yeah I think uh trying to get in front of that trend I guess is all I'm saying is I think I kind of want to fade this Tampa team moving forward uh in this season and I don't know if Carolina is the best team necessarily but I mean that's that's a lot of points I mean I think anything above a touchdown I'm gonna probably have a small bet on I'm, and like I said it's gonna be tough to back this team until I know more but I'm not fully in love with Bridgewater, but I think it might slow the game down and, uh, might keep this game close.
1: Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, I, I think I want to, I don't love Tampa. I hear what you're saying. I could see where I didn't think they were as good as some people were building them up to be with, you know, Super Bowl favorite or even in that mix necessarily going into the season. But I do think they're going to be an average to above average team and I think Carolina might be. A kind of a bottom feeder even though I like Teddy and I think down the road they they might have a pretty good defense and a, and a pretty good team but for this season I think there's going to be some growing pains I just don't feel comfortable at all laying more than a touchdown with with what we saw from Tampa's offense last week because they just looked abysmal and I think maybe at the end of the season they'll have a little bit higher upside but it just might take them a little while to click so until I see it from them a couple times I'm going to be a little hesitant uh, dipping my toe in the water, taking Tampa. But I also don't really, I don't think, I don't think you're going to be losing more than you're going to be winning betting Carolina this year. In my opinion. And, uh, so yeah, for for that reason, I think it's kind of an easy, uh, easy stay away. Again, you have a situation where Tampa played a good team and Carolina played a, what I think is going to be a bad team. And Carolina went down to the wire and made them look probably more competent than they are. And Tampa looked more worse than, uh, than they are, so, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary here as far as they're, you know, out of whack as far as the point spread goes, so, not much for me here either, either. Next game, Denver heading to Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh, seven, a seven point favorite here, some extra juice in places, and, uh,
0: 40.5. Yeah, my power rating here, Pittsburgh, 6.5. Westgate open, Pittsburgh, 6.5. The total here open, 43.5. Uh yeah, Pittsburgh I think is a really interesting team. It's just funny how much of a difference Roethlisberger makes. Obviously, just you know, even going through my numbers and stuff, it's kind of getting back into the groove here, swinging things. But how you just you kind of just have uh, the mental block here of Pittsburgh being like a lower tiered team, and all of a sudden now they're an upper tiered team just because of the quarterback. And I'm not saying it's not justified or anything like that. It's just kind of funny how you just sit there for all 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 year last year with uh, Roethlisberger obviously being out after week one. Um, so. We'll see here. I mean, I think Denver's in a it's a little bit of a bad spot. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm, usually I, I just, I'm not going to be able to lay this many points. I, I guess I don't completely disagree with the money. Like I'm not super shocked that the money's coming on Pittsburgh a little bit. Like you said, it's kind of dipping to a little bit to seven and a half. So I mean, uh, I mean, if you, at seven, I'm not even going to bet Pittsburgh. So I mean, this obviously seems like a pretty easy stay away. Then, but like I said, I'm, I'm be pretty interested to see how Roethlisberger gets throughout the season. So, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of opinion on this game, but uh, this isn't this isn't one of the games I'm going to get too much involved with on on the dog. I don't think on Denver.
1: Yeah, I I kind of like Denver. Um, they're, they're kind of like a little bit like Philly, where it's just they have so many injuries they just keep building up. You just I'm not totally sure what type of team they're going to be. I think they're going to be a team that's going to play a lot of close games. Like, even that loss against Tennessee, it seemed like they outplayed them. I stayed up and watched all that game, and it seemed like they outplayed them for most of the game. And Tennessee, just uh, other than the field goal kicker, Goskowski was just awful. Um, You know, the rest of the, the team didn't really look impressive, and I thought Denver kind of outplayed them. They just kind of squandered some opportunities, so. I think in this point spread range catching a full touchdown here against a, a Pittsburgh team that I think is okay but I don't think's phenomenal I, I, I lean towards Denver here I, I don't love it because I do think Pittsburgh's defense is pretty good but I definitely look towards Pittsburghs I mean towards Denver side myself and go back to the catching the full touchdown in a lower total game like this it just makes those points all the more valuable so hopefully the money keeps coming on Pittsburgh and, and uh, then take Denver here at post. Next game, we have Atlanta heading to Dallas. And, it uh, looks like Dallas is laying four, four and a half here at home with a total of 53.
0: Oh, yeah. My power rating here, Dallas, five and a half. Well, let's get open seven, uh, Sunday night. And then the next morning, they reopened it at six, uh, flat. So a little bit of an adjustment there. And then the total here, open 51. So yeah, right away out of the gate, we're seeing some, some, uh, quite a bit of money on the, on Atlanta side as well as pushing this game over. and kind of hard to argue with that i think uh i i kind of originally liked the atlanta seven through my numbers but it's just now um coming down i don't know if i really understand it to be honest i mean like i said i, I if you get six six and a half it's okay i think that's the side i would prefer it'd, it'd be closer to a pass for me but now you're sitting in this four and a half four range i mean i don't know where I, I, this one i'm kind of confused on where the number is going to be going because I, it's hard to imagine getting any lower than this it seems like the floor but um even at this number i, I kind of do like the favorite on dallas i, I feel like um but yeah, they're, like I said, they're a pretty highly touted team coming into the season here. And I think this Atlanta team, it's, I don't know, I guess we'll see what they get. They seem like a pretty big wild card. They were really like that last season too, Um of all the weapons they had and you know, putting up points in fantasy, but just couldn't kind of actually get in games done and stuff. So I, I don't know. I think this is a pretty good spot for Dallas here, um, to come up and, and play pretty good at home. So. I'm going to look towards the Dallas side. Um, I'm going to kind of monitor this, this point spread here all week and then this total. Um, I don't really have an opinion. So yeah, the Dallas are past for me when I'm laying the points. Yeah, I don't have a, a
1: strong opinion necessarily on the side. I just think both these teams are dead nuts over teams. Like I wasn't impressed. And I guess mean, like the Dallas score wasn't that. It was only 2017. So the score doesn't necessarily say that, but it just feels to me like Dallas is defense. I don't know. I, Didn't impress me all that much. And, uh, the offense, I think, has potential to to really get it going. And Atlanta, I think, is like the epitome of a dead nuts over team. And, you know, they fell behind early to Seattle, who I don't even consider Seattle like a high-powered offense, go up and down the field, play high-scoring games. And I think they basically did just due to Atlanta's pace and how bad their defense is. So. I think Atlanta's defense has a chance to be really bad and an offense that's pretty capable, like you said, putting up fantasy points. So I know 53 obviously isn't, uh, isn't a, a low total by any means, but I feel like with Atlanta, uh, it just, it, I think that they're almost like, uh, was it Tampa last year or two years ago? Where it's like, yeah, even though the numbers seems kind of high up there, it's just like every week they're not playing any defense and they're scoring and throwing like crazy. So yeah, I mean 38-25 last week, and I think uh, Dallas is more of an over team than Seattle was. So um, I think it's going to be more of the same here in Atlanta games. So I like the uh, the over in that one. Next up, San Francisco heading to New York to play the Jets. Looks like San Francisco is a seven point favorite here on the road with a total of 41 and
0: a half. Yeah, my power rating here, San Francisco minus seven, the Westgate Open. San Francisco six and a half and the total here open 43 and a half uh, right at the gate. We're getting some some money on the under uh pretty big adjustment. I would have to assume that a lot of that's due with this jets offense and just the lackluster that they have there. But um yeah, for, for me, it's just, I think you're, you're getting the price in here with San Francisco a little bit. I mean, a kind of a disappointment game for them. And I don't, I just don't think the markets are too high on this jets team, um, which I think I can agree with that there. So, and that's why you're seeing the, the San Francisco respect and everything else. Um, with that being said, I mean, I, I just don't – I'm just really not too excited laying, laying uh, close to a touchdown or a touchdown with the San Francisco team. So, for me, uh, I'm not, not really too enthusiastic about the Jets either. So, um, it, obviously, I'm going to be taking the points or pass in a situation like that. But, yeah, I just don't even know if I could take the points here. So, for me, pretty easy pass.
1: Yeah, I know – I think it's one of Gil's things that said the time to tease – or whatever, I forgot what the, what the name of it is, but the um, uh, the standard teaser of what the best situations are, it's home favorites from like seven through seven and through three, and uh, away home or away dogs from like one or two up through three and seven. So this doesn't qualify, but I still think teasing San Francisco down to one and just have, asking to win the game against this awful Jets team, When I don't think home field really matters that much, uh, especially for, you know, for the Jets. Like, I don't, I just think they're going to be maybe the worst team in the league. So San Francisco off of uh, an okay performance against Arizona, but I I wasn't all that impressed with them. But I I think they're going to be at least an average team. And so I think just asking them to come back in a nice bounce back spot against uh, an awful team just seems like a, a pretty good thing to just ask them to win the game so I think uh I'll be teasing San Francisco with uh with any any other options I like this week and I feel pretty confident about it because I think the Jets even though they only lost by what 10 last week they I wasn't impressed whatsoever with them they just looked abysmal and Josh Allen gave him the ball a couple times to even keep that remotely close but I wasn't impressed with their offense their defense their coaching anything so uh yeah, I agree. I don't San Francisco's not a team I like laying a touchdown on the road, but just asking them to win the game, I feel pretty good about that. Uh next game, you got Buffalo heading to Miami. Uh Buffalo laying five and a half here on the road with a total of forty one.
0: Yeah, my power rating here, Buffalo minus five, uh, Westgate opened Buffalo four. Totally opened forty three and then they readjusted after the games and uh, to forty one and a half, so pretty big adjustment there. Um with these two teams and I, I don't know. This low total is going to be bent down a little bit more and set 41, like you said. And to, to me, I, I, it seems like you might have to take a shot at the over here. I just feel like uh, I get it. It's a divisional game, but um, I'll, I'll do a little bit more deep diving on it and, and kind of see how I feel before game time. I don't think this is going to be going up. And um, obviously, weather's not going to be too much of a concern here, um, especially this early in the year, but obviously being in Miami. Um, but so. I don't know. To, to me, it seems like a little low uh, for the total. I think I like it more where they, they originally opened it, so I don't know if I agree with this adjustment. Uh, again, it seems like they're just adjusting off of one game, so it seems like a little bit of an overreaction to me. It seems like it should be more in that 43 to 44 range if you're getting a couple points of value. Um Yeah, look over a little bit over the total here, and then from the side perspective, uh it's going to be Miami or pass for me. I think I already do got a bet on Miami, but um, for me myself, it's, uh yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not going to be too enthusiastic about Miami because I I, I don't know it just seems like a team here where they might be uh might get behind here early and might be tough to come back. So uh, side perspective, I guess a small lean to Miami, but a little bit. I definitely like the total over here.
1: Yeah, I um I I don't really have much of an opinion on the total, but I I don't I'm lower on Buffalo I think than than your average person or the markets and. I'm probably a little bit higher on Miami, so I I think this is probably a little too high. Like I just don't think Buffalo's that great a team. Uh, I think Miami's probably slightly below average and I'd say Buffalo's about average. So catching five and a half here with uh with Miami, and like I said, if if there is any kind of home field advantage, I think it's mainly like weather elevation related. So down in Miami here, I know they always have kind of a sneaky home field them in Jacksonville and the Florida teams, we talked about the heat. So I think if there is going to be any advantage, this would be a good spot for it to be. And, uh, you know, Miami obviously didn't look that great last week against a Patriots team that I don't know what to make of whether they're any good or not. So they, they played him close and Fitzpatrick didn't look that great, but I, I think he's like, I think we're pretty confident we know what he is. And I think he's going to be capable of putting up a better performance than he did last week. So. I think it's a pretty good bounce-back spot for Miami. And I wasn't all that impressed with Buffalo, even though they took care of the Jets team. So catching this many points here is, I think, a pretty good opportunity for me. I I like Miami. Next early game, we have Minnesota heading to Indianapolis. I got Indy laying three here at home with a total of 48.5.
0: Yeah, my power rating here, pick them. Uh, Westgate open, Indy minus three, and the total here opened 46 and then readjusted to 47.5. And, uh, yeah, it seems a little bit homer maybe, but I, uh, this is the one of the first ones that jumped off the board for me. It just, uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And it's, it's almost, to, to me, almost is so far off where, it, you know, almost I'm like worried that I'm missing something because I'm pretty low on the, this Minnesota team and going into the season. I was pretty uh, pessimistic about them, obviously being uh, from Minnesota and being a hardcore fan, family watching all that stuff. But, uh, I just really wasn't too enthusiastic at all about them this year with all the, the losses on defense and obviously losing digs and. Some other, you know, key parts as well. So it just seems like this wasn't the best of years, especially when you get the not being able to gel and everything else. And unfortunately, it played out exactly like that. They just looked pretty, pretty abysmal there against Green Bay on the, on their home opener. So, um, with that being said, I, I just I don't know where this Indies team respects coming, and I I don't really like Rivers at all. I don't I don't think I think he's not very I don't know. Like I I think they could have had better options there in Indianapolis myself, and I think Rivers is due for um a, you know, definitely a, a downgrade from last season and I don't really like the situation for him so I mean I think this is a time I, this is a game where Minnesota needs to go out and win I think to to prove something here if they lose this game it might be a pretty pretty long season ahead of them so with everything and with everything in that and like I said my power rating number comes in closer to a pick'em and the fact that it's still sitting at 3 I just like I said I think it's really far off and I'll be in the 3 all day here uh take the vikings here uh, getting the points uh, like I said Unless something changes or something I'm not aware of. This is uh, this is definitely Minnesota, Minnesota for me.
1: Yeah, I was kind of surprised too that it was a full three. I did, I would have figured that the Vikings still had a higher power rating, you know, than Indian. Obviously, you're not given a full three for home field advantage. I don't think at this point, so. This kind of
0: surprised me, and I've actually heard a couple people say they like Indy this week, which I don't get at all. Like I yeah, I think, I'd yeah. be really curious what the argument is for Indy, because like I said, it'd be nice to hear so I could get a better uh, better idea of where, where people are coming from on the Indy. I don't see it at all. Yeah, I know like last week they didn't punt at all
1: against Jacksonville, so you know they moved it fairly well, but Rivers turned it over a couple times, and I'm I'm assuming that's not an aberration. I'd say that's more likely to occur than not going forward. So yeah, sure they had a lot of yards, they out outgained them by 200 yards, um, you know, 10 more first downs and whatnot. But they still, they lost to Jacksonville, which most people were thinking was the worst team in the league coming into the season. And, uh, you know, the Vikings kind of had a weird game and got into a shootout against Green Bay. And I think there's major concerns on the defense if they don't gel here soon. So I, I totally understand that. But still, I think as far as class of team, I just think they're a higher class of team than Indy. So... It, uh, it, I think here getting three is a, a pretty good spot and a pretty good number. So I, I have no problem taking the three points and uh, feeling pretty good about that. Next game, got Detroit at Green Bay. Green Bay here laying six to six and a half at home with a total of 49, 49 and a half.
0: Yeah, my power right here, Green Bay minus five. Westgate open, Green Bay five and a half. The total here open 46 and then readjusted to 47 and a half. Um, and yeah, just keep shooting up that total, uh, 49 and a half. It's just, uh, kind of crazy. They're seeing it skyrocket here. Um, quite a bit of money on the over. Um, but for me, I'm going to be looking at the side and uh, I already made a bet on it and probably be having some, some more bets on it uh, myself on this Detroit side. I feel like, uh, especially if we can get a seven, which it looks like it might tick to there. Uh, but even at six and a half, I, I definitely like the Detroit side. Like I said, I already bet it and I might be betting it a little bit more, especially if it gets a seven. So. Uh, divisional game and Green Bay, I think it's going to be, you know, they're fat and happy a little bit after that, uh, big win against Minnesota. I mean, they dominated that game. The score is a little bit misleading and, uh, they had some big plays and took advantage of the secondary a little bit from Minnesota. That's new. And then obviously that defensive line wasn't able to get any pressure on Rogers. So, and then the Detroit, obviously, uh, if you watch that game, they were leading the whole way and kind of just gave that game to the Chicago. That's just, it was dumbfounding when you look over and all of a sudden they're down and they end up losing the game against Trubisky, but. Uh, I feel like this is a game where they're going to be more focused, and I don't expect them to win. But I think this is a game where it's usually typical, you know, pretty close. And I think Detroit, uh, especially Stafford, seems like he's had pretty, you know, somewhat success of keeping games close in Green Bay uh, against uh, Rodgers over the years. So yeah, to me, this is a six and a half, and uh, even seven's even better. But yeah, anything above six, six or above for me uh, is a play on Detroit. Yeah, I tend to agree. I don't feel
1: as strongly about it, but I, I do like the Detroit side. I just find it kind of humorous how there's quite a few people like that was like a pretty popular pick was Detroit to win the NFC North <laughs> yeah. people were saying they didn't like Green Bay didn't like Minnesota and you know I think Detroit's great value here and I got them winning it and I know like Simmons and a couple other podcasts listen to like they had it and then as soon as they have have one blow up and like, not even blow up but the you know Swift drops a touchdown pass and they lose the last second to Chicago and now all of a sudden yeah, literally one over.
0: one quarter yeah, exactly yeah.
1: yeah and the season's over and You know, and Green Bay looks good against the Vikings who surely played a great game and they could have had even more points, but now all of a sudden to say that Green Bay is going to repeat the 13 and three again and Detroit's going to be fired Patricia here in three games. It just seems kind of like a crazy overreaction for one week. So I agree. Uh, the only way I would ever bet this is Detroit and I probably will end up betting it by the end of the week. So, uh, hopefully the Packers money keeps coming in and then people will be shocked. And I think, I think it's Detroit covered is like, I think it's the last six games against the Packers or something. Yeah, they just they play pretty close games. So I totally agree with that side. Uh, next game, we got the Giants heading to Chicago. And uh, Chicago, 5.5 point home favorite here with a total of 42.
0: Yeah, my power number here is Chicago minus 6. Westgate open, Chicago 5.5. Total here open, 43, and then readjusted to 42. Um, not a whole lot of movement here on this game. This is one of the, the games we had the, the least amount of movement, I think, side and total combined. Uh, from that perspective, uh, from my, I think, I do already have a small bet, I think, on, uh, on the Giants, I think, getting, uh, getting some points, I think it's a reduced juice number. But yeah, I don't, for me, just, uh, for me personally, I don't have, I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know how you could possibly in this game lay, lay the points of Chicago. <laughs> I just, I just don't get that. I mean, you saw three quarters from Trubisky that were just, I mean, how many times were, like you said, watching, we're watching the screens and we had nine games up at, uh, in the basement there at the house and, yeah boy is it just how many times you look over and he's just air mailing receivers and just not even close and we just kind of it's like laughable and uh the fact that came back won the game i think speaks volumes maybe to detroit which maybe might not be good but uh at at the end of the day like i said i don't don't want chicago here uh even you know catching many points let alone having to lay points and i get it you know the giants are not a team that uh is is highly touted but at the same time I, i feel like the giants are a team that can stay in games and uh especially slow the games down. And and, and with Chicago, I just, I feel like the only way they win this game is if they kind of blow out the Giants. And I just don't, I just don't see how that's going to happen here with, with Trubisky led offense. So this might be the game here where he just has a, a, a miserable game and they got kind of to get blown out and uh he might be sitting on the bench here. This is kind of what I expect. So like, I don't, uh, I, I don't love the Giants. I'm just not super high on the Giants, but uh but yeah, the only way I'm going to look at for sure, this game is going to be taking the points with the Giants.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to do uh, with the Giants. I don't know if they looked like the Barkley had got nothing going. And they just didn't really look like a great functioning team last week. But I don't know if that was just because Pittsburgh's defense was that good, or there's some some issues there with their offense. So I agree. I have zero interest in laying with Trubisky, and <laughs> all of a sudden, just because of the them coming back, and you'd think it'd be a decent spot for the Giants. Uh, here, I also don't know if I – like, I think they have the potential to be a bottom five team too. So maybe this is a number is where it should be if that's the case. So overall, don't really have too strong of a strong of an opinion, you know, pass for me. Last early game, we have Jacksonville heading to Tennessee. Looks like the Titans are uh, seven-and-a-half point home favorites here, the total of 44.
0: Yeah, my power in here, uh, Tennessee minus 10. Westgate open, Tennessee 10. Totally here, open 43 and then readjusted to 42. Um, and like you said, now it looks like it's getting bet up a little bit, but, uh, this one for me, I'll, I'll keep it short. I mean, like you, like you said earlier, uh, you already mentioned it. Jacksonville, in my power range too, one of the, is, is the worst team in the NFL. Uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, if they come out and play well against Tennessee, then maybe you'll have to start getting adjusted upwards, but I think this is, a, this seems, seems like a game where they had had a big win there and it just comes down to, okay kind of relax and exhale a little bit after all the expectations and stuff of the summer and how they're tanking and all this other stuff and and then Tennessee not not showing all that well and like yeah the, the like you said, problems with the kicker and everything else. I mean this just seems seems like a blowout type of game, but again, it's hard to lay this many points um in, in the NFL. But I would if if I were gonna bet it the only way I would look would be betting the Tennessee side and laying the points. But uh, again, I just don't uh I'm not too excited here to lay uh especially over a touchdown in the NFL. Yeah, I don't I don't know
1: what to make of either of these teams yet. I I think Jacksonville kinda of fooled us last week and that said more about Indy than it did about Jacksonville. I think they are gonna be one of the worst teams in the league and but I'm also not that high on Tennessee. I just I don't think they even should have won the game last week and I haven't really been high on them even when they were winning games in the playoffs last year. I thought it was more smoke and mirrors than it was them actually being a good team, so maybe it's just that style that uh doesn't Look as appealing to me, or I don't give them as much credit as I should. But I'm not one to uh, lay with Tennessee, and even putting them in a tease here scares me a little bit because that's the natural thing you would do is get them down to one and a half. But I don't know. I, I wouldn't expect Jacksonville to go two and zero, but I also just don't really trust Tennessee. So likely a game I'm going to completely stay away from. All right, afternoon games. Only got three here. First one. Or no, yeah, three. Our first one is uh, Washington at Arizona, Battle of the Unbeatens. Uh, Looks like Arizona is a seven-point home favorite with a total of 46.5.
0: Yeah, barn burner, like you mentioned. Uh, For me here, uh, power rating Arizona minus six. Westgate open Arizona six and a half and the total here. Open 45.5. This this one for me, it's kind of, I, I don't know, this Arizona team I think might be I mean, I was kind of a—I wasn't high on them last year, but I definitely was a, somewhat optimistic. I think more so than some uh, with Murray, uh, and and uh the head coach. I, I don't know, but to, to me, I think it's it's coming to a little bit fruition this year. Is what people are kind of—you know—it's funny how quickly people can change their opinions and how they just you know hop on the new best new best thing. And it seems like Arizona after that pretty impressive pretty impressive win last week. It seems like this is kind of the next uh, bandwagon stop uh, per se. But um I I don't know. I, I did, I'm not really too. I've been pretty low on this Washington team. You know that from last year. I, I think it's kind of similar. I just a lot of it has to do with Haskins. I don't really trust him. So for me, if they're going to win this game, they got to keep the, the scoring down. So uh, if they can control that Arizona offense, and to me, I just don't think they're going to be able to do that. So I think they'll be able to control uh, Arizona. Will be able to control the line of scrimmage, and obviously, they got those playmakers and uh, wide receiver, especially with Murray, be, always be able to make plays on his feet. So to, to me, uh, again, I don't like laying points, um, and I'm probably for sure not going to bet this game. But again, I. I'm gonna bet Arizona here before I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the points before I take Washington the points, after, especially after their big win and their big upset.
1: Yeah, I think this is a pretty good spot to pair up that teaser and yeah. tease Arizona down to to one. I just I don't I think Washington might have a pretty good defense, but I don't buy their offense really at all. Uh, Arizona, I'm not really sure what to make of them. I think they have the potential to be a, an above average team. I don't think Washington does for sure. So I think uh, both of them. You know, coming off a win, it's not like I don't think the spot really heavily favors either team. So I think Arizona is a better team. Obviously, the point spread's reflecting that. And I don't really feel great because I don't know if I trust their defense or I don't, and I'm still, kind of the jury's still out to me on Kingsbury. I don't know really what to make of him. But I think it is a game where I have quite a bit of confidence that Arizona is going to win the games. Like you said, I think Murray's just such a better quarterback than Haskins at this, this point in time. So, um, yeah, I would probably wouldn't bet it normally, but uh, I think Arizona is definitely tease-worthy or money line parlay-worthy or even uh, survivor-worthy. All right, uh, next game, Baltimore heading to Houston. Looks like Baltimore is laying seven here on the road with a total
0: of 50. Yeah, my power rating here, Baltimore, eight and a half. Uh, Westgate open, Baltimore, six and a half. The total here open 53 and a half uh, before game time, before kickoff, and then uh, afterwards between these two games, 52 and a half. And we're seeing a lot of money on the under. I actually did already bet the under myself. Um, it's hard to, you know, losing a point or two, but I think that'd be the way I'd look still to be betting the under. It just seems like uh, basically just comes down to, you know, these two high offenses and high octane offenses, and you kind of just see what the public's doing. And uh, with that being said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if before kickoff, we did see some more money come in on the over just from the public. So you might be able to get a better number. Um, I, I guess I really don't know for sure. But like I said, I do already have a bet on Bet on the under in this game. And from a side perspective, uh, it, it it seems to me like I said, my power range numbers would suggest the Baltimore side here, and I, it seems like a common theme here this so far this uh, this week. But a lot of a lot of favorites, I usually have obviously bet a lot of underdogs. But uh, again, I'm probably not going to the window on Baltimore because I just hate laying more than a touchdown or a touchdown. But to me, it just seems like I I don't I, I know last year I just didn't want to bet against Baltimore, and it just or even Kansas City it just seems like. You really had to be wise and pick your spots, uh, whenever to go against those, those high, high, high teams in Baltimore and, and Kansas City. And to me, I, I, Houston's obviously a somewhat highly caliber team, but it just comes down to, I I, I don't know. I, feel, I just feel like you're going to be chasing a lot here betting against Baltimore. So like I said, my, my, especially my power rate number comes in higher here, a uh, point, point and a half higher. It just seems like, uh, It'll for sure keep me away from the Houston side, but uh, do I want to bet in Baltimore or not? Uh, probably, probably not, uh, where the current price is. But if it if it gets below a touchdown, it might be a little bit interesting to think maybe they can come on and have another heyday type of game. Yeah, I I,
1: I feel like there's value on Houston. I want to bet Houston a little extra time to prepare, losing in prime time like they did. Everybody making fun of Bill O'Brien against Kansas City in a historically bad spot against probably the best team in the league. It just seems like you have to bet Houston here out of principle, and I probably will still uh, catch in the seven, but it's just, yeah, I, I got trucked betting against Baltimore so many times last year, and it's just like how many times can you stick your hand in the candy jar Was I just, or the cookie jar, I guess, either jar, one in <laughs> both jar. Whatever jar you're, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, but it's just like, I don't know. I, I think kind of like the Tennessee, maybe I don't give Baltimore enough credit with their style of play and the way Lamar plays. I uh, just, I feel like there's value on Houston. I'll probably end up betting it, but I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't swear by it or, or invest a lot in it or pick it for, uh, you know, pick pools are important to me or anything like that. So I, I feel like the number says I gotta go Houston, but yeah. Anyway, uh, alright, last afternoon game. Kansas City heading to LA to play the Chargers. Looks like Kansas City is, uh, eight and a half here on the road with a total of 47 and a half.
0: Yeah, my power in here, Kansas City, nine and a half, uh, Westgate open, Kansas City, seven. Totally, you open, 49 and a half. It, uh, yeah, like I just, uh, mentioned in the, in the last, uh, breakdown in the last game, it, <laughs> to me, I, yeah, I, I, do already have a bet on the Chargers here, but it's something, yeah, I, I'm not going to be, uh, releasing any plays or having any strong opinions on. It just comes down to more of a value perspective, kind of similar to the last game. I think there's more value in this game for sure if you compare the two between the Baltimore, Houston and and this game in Kansas City and the Chargers I feel like there's a lot more value on the Chargers here uh in this specific game um but uh, again it's just it's just super hard for me to get super excited about uh just fading these teams with with these high octane offenses and and just basically you're just especially watching the game it just seems like one of those games is you if you're going to be betting or taking these dogs you just kind of got to put them in and not watch them almost because it's just so painful to sit there when they when they go down the go down the field and I'll score a touchdown in 20 seconds 30 seconds and go up all those yards it's just hard to watch a little bit but yeah so I guess a long-winded saying long-winded way of saying uh Chargers are passed for me and uh I do have a bet on it but again I'm not not uh, overly confident on the Chargers side yeah I don't I don't
1: like this game at all I I think Kansas City is an over team Chargers are an under team I obviously Kansas City is a much better team I'm not really high on the Chargers but i I don't love laying 8.5 on the road either, so just not something I like to do. So for me, it's a pretty easy pass, and I know there's a couple more Chargers injuries now with uh, Pouncey on the IR and whatnot, so they could be, kind of with them in Denver, it would be kind of interesting with them kind of spiraling potentially into a injury-riddled loss season. Uh, could be kind of a weak division there in the AFC West. So I don't think much of the Raiders either, but as far as this game goes, pass for me. Alright, uh, Sunday night game. We got New England heading to Seattle. Looks like Seattle's a four point home favorite here with a total of 44.5, 45.
0: Yeah, my power rating here, Seattle 3.5. Westgate open, Seattle 3.5. The total here open, 44.5. Um, full disclosure, I got a little bit of money on the over here. Um, but so I guess that's where I'd pick out of any side. I think from a side perspective, it, it seems to me like, uh, Maybe maybe a slight bit of value on New England um, with with here, uh, assuming they're going to be a, a top-caliber team, which you kind of expect from a Bill Belichick-led team. And I am pretty high on Newton here, especially like I uh, mentioned earlier in the pod with with Brady. I'm pretty low on Brady, and not that I'm super high on Newton, but I feel like anybody that's competent and uh, can kind of run an offense, I think, is going to be better than Brady and, and can be able to get New England to kind of uh, above the heights. I had a bet on Miami last week against New England, and I thought they were going to be able to get in the back door there and then – uh old magic through a little interception or made a mistake, but uh, what are you going to do? But I think New England, again, I think is going to be a really interesting team moving forward to see how they play out this year. Um, so again, I think maybe if a little bit of value on New England, but at the same time, uh, going against Seattle, it's kind of similar to the other couple of teams we're talking about. It's just Faden Russell Wilson, and he looked uh, pretty phenomenal last week, but again, again we'll see if, uh, if, if Belichick can kind of keep him in, in check a little bit and keep him in balance. Um, like I said, I think it'll be a little bit of higher scoring of a game, and uh, look at look at the over as well
1: yeah i i like uh i think I i don't feel strongly about it because i don't really know what to make of either of these teams i've been kind of down in seattle the last couple of years and for the most part have been wrong about it and new england I, I i think people are kind of overreacting to them being done because i i do like cam a decent amount but i also thought um you know i don't know last week they kind of sold me but they didn't really sell me like maybe they're just going to play like the low scoring grinded out type games and maybe i think that's kind of what seattle likes to do all the time too with carol running the ball so i would lean towards seattle but don't feel strongly um cause i just don't really know what i feel about either of these teams all right and then finally we got the monday night game is new orleans heading to las vegas to open up their stadium looks like the saints are uh,
0: laying five and a half here on the road with a total of 49 and a half yeah, my power right in here, New Orleans minus five, Westgate open, New Orleans five and a half, a total here open fifty and a half before kickoffs of uh, these two games and then reopened fifty one and a half, but yeah, like you mentioned, a little bit of, uh, moving on this under. Anyway, I, I didn't have time but, or to look into it, but I'm really curious to see what the, uh, what the totals, what, how the totals, uh, finish for a, a, a new stadium I, mean, it's, I know it's gonna be really different I mean it still really won't matter as much here obviously with no fans but uh in the Las Vegas stadium but to me that'd be really interesting to see because it seems like uh people are excited and it's a new stadium and everything else it seems like you would maybe have higher scoring but at the same time you know maybe you know, defense has come to play so it would be interesting to see if there's research out there I don't know like I said I don't have it but um for this game uh for just breaking it down here with the with the facts that we have uh like I said my numbers are kind of right where it is and um, I, I think Breed's kind of like Brady. I think he's kind of going to, he just seems like he's not the same. And it seems like it's harder for him to throw downfield, harder to make bigger plays. And, um, but the problem is I just don't have a whole lot of faith in, in, in Vegas here, especially with, uh, especially with a pretty big, uh, you know, stellar performance there in week one. And they looked somewhat good in a little bit of a, uh, you know, back and forth type of game where they kind of looked, you know, like they were pretty competent there. So uh, I think we're going to maybe see a little bit of cars true colors. I think the, Defense here for uh, New Orleans might come out a little bit stronger. So, yeah, I, I think this number is kind of where it should be, and I don't really have a whole lot to, to add to this game, uh, side or total. I kind of like side and total in this game. Like I, I hate laying
1: road favorites. Old, but old primetime think, Frankie? Yeah. I just think the uh, the Saints are going to be a much better team. I'm just not high on the Raiders team, like I've said. Um, it's like, yeah, they're opening the stadium, and they get a little bit of a boost from that. But without uh, fans, I think it might be kind of weird. And, uh, you know, the Orleans, I I don't know if I'm going to say they're the, like, the top three team in the league necessarily, but I think they're, they're pretty close. And, uh, in a spot where I don't think home field really matters that much. I just think they're just a much better team. And, uh, like the, the continuity and the, the, the playmakers they have much more than, than Oakland with, you know, all the rookie receivers. And I think them getting by. Carolina last week was more just a shootout between two awful teams than it was, a, you know, a good measure of how quality of a team they actually are. So I, I think that uh, New Orleans beating Tampa, to me, I mean they're all kind of correlated here. Like, you know, A, a versus B and then B versus C. I mean, obviously, how you feel about A affects how you feel like the B and C matchup is going to go. And I think Tampa was a much better opponent, obviously, like the point spread shows this week, than uh, Carolina was. So I think the, uh, five and a half, I think feels kind of short here, like I said, with the home field devalued. And then the total wise, I mean, both these teams were in shootouts that were in the high fifties to sixties last week. And I think it's probably going to be more of the same. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, uh, both these teams are more on the higher scoring side. And the one negative to that, I do agree. With. I think Breeze is probably somewhere between totally washed and, you know, <laughs> quite a ways past his prime. So. I, I don't love that about it, but I think against a really poor secondary, if he has plenty of open windows and doesn't have to just tuck it way downfield, I think he'll be able to do just fine. And, you know, I not be surprised if they do the Taysom Hill thing and, and whatever to manufacture some points that way. So I think under 50s, he seems like a really cheap total to me. So I know it's prime time. So you probably want to bet both those now because I'm sure the public will be on both of those sides. But to me, I like, uh, Favorite in the over here on the, the Monday Nighter, which is kind of
0: bizarre territory for me, but let's go. Yeah, like I said, I, I definitely like. I think I like the over too. I, just, I wanted to do some research on that, but it seems like this is with the situation and, and the teams. It just seems like, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I kind of piggyback there on that uh, on that over as well.
1: All right, cool. Well, that uh, that'll do it. That's all the games this week. So let's finish up the pod here and do our pick of the week. The AS pick of the week. All right, you want to lead us off and do your pick here first?
0: Yeah, was, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of debating between the two, so you know, what? I'll go ahead and give you the honors there. I don't know what happened after that Super Bowl. I'm not really sure uh, what happened last year. That was a long time ago, so I don't have that good of memory. But I think uh, I think I'll tip my cap to you and on uh, the first tee here.
1: All righty. Um, yeah, there's there's a handful of stuff that I like. Um, I think I'm going to go to the thing I mentioned, though, and, uh, do a little tease with the, uh, the Niners down to one and the Cardinals down to one. So basically just asking both those teams to win the game. I feel pretty good about both of those against what I think are two of the worst teams in the league. So, uh, let's go with a little NFC West tease. What, uh, what about you?
0: Yeah, I was hoping you'd knock mine out so I'd make my incision easier, but that obviously didn't do it. So, uh, yeah, for me, I'm between, between a couple, uh, between two of them that I talked about, uh, they are right next to each other on the card. But, uh, I'm going to stick and be a little Homer here. I'm going to have to do uh, a little Homer Jay Simpson and, and take the Minnesota Vikings here plus three going on the road, unfortunately. <laughs> um, that's where I'm going to go. I just, I feel like this is, uh, the number that seems like it's, unless it's you know, barring some kind of injury or some kind of news we don't know, it seems like three has got to be about the ceiling for, the, you know, this the spread. So it's either you're going to add three or it's going to go lower. I, I feel like there's going to be some buyback here before kickoff on, on on the Vikings. So I think uh, you're getting a good number, and I think uh, I like the situation. And uh, based on my power range, it's a, it's a good play as well. So, yeah, I think everything points here to, to Minnesota, plus the three.
1: All right, that sounds good to me. Uh, any final thoughts here for this week?
0: No. Um, I think, uh, like we've talked about in the past, uh, on past episodes, Make sure you yeah, follow the, the, the page at roansports.com. We're going to be, uh, I'll be, I'm not I'm sure you will as well, but I'm definitely going to be releasing plays as, uh, as I see fit, uh, side and total, maybe money lines. So you can see both of our, uh, handicapper pages there on the roansports.com, uh, website and you can see uh, what we're betting and, uh, you know, full disclosure with everything and see what, what's going on. If you want to make some wages yourself or you can also use the website to track your own plays as well. So yeah, like you said at the start of the pod, pretty excited here everything going on to get back into football here uh, and, and, and full force and, and watch all these games it's uh it's pretty pretty crazy time here with all the sports going on that's for sure yeah absolutely
1: couldn't agree more um, it'll be fun to uh, have another another full Sunday here it was pretty great the first week and I'm sure it'll be just as good this week and when you got that and the, and the golf going on it should be a fun weekend so looking forward to it. Good luck to everybody putting their bets in. Like Rob said, get to sports.com get, uh, get your own picks in there. Check out ours. We'll have them posted by Sunday. And uh, we'll be back next week to do a little recap and then talk about week three. So have a good weekend, everybody. Thank
0: you for listening to the Arone Sports Podcast. Check out Aronesports.com for all of your sports betting needs, including automatic bet tracking, mobile notifications, free picks, and more.